0: You want to be making moves on the street, have no attachments, allow nothing to be in your life that you cannot walk out on in 30 seconds flat if you spot the heat around the corner.
1: Remember that? Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to another installment of the G-Funk Junkies podcast. I'm your host, Wise Up 89 here with my co-host, 6190E. What's up, brother? What's up, my boy? It's good to hear from you, man. I'm sorry i couldn't
0: make the last episode man got tied up on some things
1: do worry that it was it was different doing it solo you know um i'm not used to not having a response when i do my my run so yeah your, your input was definitely missed but uh um, junkies
0: junkettes if you haven't checked out lsd fully striped review i
1: suggest you check it out please do so like comment there. Anyway. Tell us,
0: why, what's, only, what, what's on the sartén? What's on the comal for tonight?
1: night? Today's episode, we want to explore another maxi-single, a four-track jam from one of the most well-known faces in the genre. I am, of course, talking about Royalty, and today's discussion is 1993's For the 619. Now, I want to start with a little fact. The featured artist that we hear from La Raza Crew, a uh, guy that goes by the name of Latino is actually Royal's relative. And from my understanding this is his uh his uncle, if I'm not mistaken, right? But it's more like their cousins since they both grew up together close in age. Yeah, that's not too weird, right? It's not too uncommon in our in our families where we have uncles who are either younger than us or the same (laughs) age. Right, right. Uh, <laughs> But back to this maxi single, um, the one and only Steve Vicious had a hand in the making of this, and you can definitely hear it in his instrumentals. It, it, it uh, emanates VMF's uh, funk all over the instrumental. You can hear it from the whiny synthesizers and the samples here. So, uh, you know, that's his unmistakable production. Uh, as far as I know, this is the only print. Um, what do you make of the cover? You know what, uh,
0: I, I got no complaints about the cover, just the fact that I just don't like the olive, the olive kind of green, or it's a, it's a weird green, it's the green it's that a, you don't see often.
1: Yeah, I call it the avocado green. Ah, <laughs> avocado green yeah you know what? I agree. I, I like I like the way that you know everything is laid out, right. His name is arched across the top and then underneath that you have old English reading for the six one nine, which is uh, overlapping the Mexican coat of arms on top of the uh, kiosko from uh, from Chicano Park, right? That temple with the six <laughs> four, the license plate that says no techno. <laughs> no techno. so I think <laughs> I think that's cool. I just wish that green cover was actually white. If this was white this would have stood out on any shelf you know what i mean like it wouldn't have blended in with anything else it would have just stood out and called the right type of attention uh let's give our listeners a little bit of facts and information
0: about this back cover as you see this has uh, all three members pictured uh, of la raza crew which would be royal latino and dj wicked the la raza mural that you see in the middle was intended to be used as a cover at one point. And the rest are just, you know, little pictures here and there of all of the members just posing out. One of the pictures on the top right corner, I can see he's driving a Mercedes 190E and I can tell by the driver's side left pillar and the way the seatbelt hangs. uh, That's actually the model. One of my little project cars that I drive. Uh, So I just want to tell the fans that, you know, I. I drive a 190E, and I wanted to go ahead and merge the fact that, you know, I'm in San Diego. So, you know, not only am I in the 619, but I'm also in the 190E. So, you are wise. um, Don't you want to tell our listeners how I believe this EP influenced our logo in some way, shape, or form, or manner?
1: Yes. So, if you've seen the last episode that I posted on YouTube, I modified the logo a little bit. Now, uh, this is one of two influences that this particular EP has had on the G funk junkies. The first one is that logo, right? So if you've seen the modified logo, I put, that was one of the first versions that six and I were kicking back and forth. So that's the kiosko at Chicano park. If you've ever been to San Diego to uh Barrio Logan's Chicano park, you'll see that temple there. And obviously the, uh, the Mexican coat of arms. If you look at that logo I have there, uh, there's a disc, uh, I should say a vinyl rising in the back and in the center where you typically have the little seal or sticker is actually the Mexican coat of arms. So thank you Royal for inspiring the G-Funk Junkies second logo. Um, but yeah, thanks. Thanks for reminding me of, of uh, mentioning that to the to the Junkies.
0: I um, just wanted to say just a, a couple of just quick facts real quick. Um, I know that he, this EP Uh, through a close source uh, for Royal. Uh, It was released at the end of 93. Now, uh, Royal recorded four songs for this EP, so he would not waste good songs for a future album that never came out and still unreleased till this day.
1: (laughs) Man, say what you will about Royal's business practices, but I have to admit this Maxi single and Coast to Coast are a must-have in anybody's collection. I mean, I I always stress that less is more, so I typically like an album that's, you know, 10, 13 tracks long. But when I see these EPs that are like four, maybe five or six songs, dude, I can't get enough of them. I mean, quality and content, dude, go, go hand in hand. You know what I'm saying? Just a rarity,
0: just a rarity, especially in CD now.
1: You know what I noticed that San Diego has a lot of these, uh, right? So there's that uh, the one that Night Out little one put out, "Finger on the Trigger." That's like four songs, right? Right. Uh, then there's that Brown and uh, GPA tape. That's like five tracks. Then we have that uh, California Mac by OFI. That's another four tracks. Then you got this little maxi single. You know, four tracks. So I don't know, man. San Diego was onto something. I'm, I'm surprised that that LA fools didn't really catch on to that shit. We're ahead of the
0: game. Ahead of the game
1: ahead now, of the game
0: dude i also wanted to say that uh maury alexander wanted to sign royal to Virgin records but Oof. royal got persuaded by cliff richie to go under the wing as guidance so that's all the uh, some just some facts that i that i got to uh, dig up for our listeners
1: that's good man that's good and and you can actually hear some of that information drop on man was it the gangster chronicles that uh royal appeared on the first time around
0: I think yeah, he mentioned.
1: Yeah, he mentioned some of that stuff. So uh, the first track, man, "Juicy Thing." Tell me what you think the moment okay. you hear the shit.
0: I got I got quite to say about this. Uh, about this song. Shoot. I okay. I personally think it's the "Juicy Thing." I personally think it's the best song out of the EP. It's my mm-hmm. personal favorite, even though it's quite like a lovey-dovey song but not that lovey. Um, I love how BMF Royal sampled uh, M-tube's Juicy Fruit. Not a fan of the non-choruses, the non-chorus songs but you know this is an exception. You know we lend the beat ride plus the addition of uh, business background vocals. It makes it enjoyable. Mm-hmm. This song displays that you know Royals always had a mouthpiece on him, especially for the honeys. Uh he was on some smooth matchup, you know, just rapping a lot of game on this track. Uh the first 10 to 45 seconds displays that easy. Um I also love how he answer first verse. It goes like this: mm-hmm. every curve you deserve, and I'm observing your body while I'm cruising down highly. So, that's that. I love, love, love that line. Yes. So, yes.
1: I totally agree with that.
0: So, now, am I lying-wise? All of us at one point in our lives have turned away from the wheel for a little bit to watch a fly-ass female.
1: Can't can't deny that, you know, we're all (laughs) rubberneckers.
0: Yeah. So... (laughs) Now, not counting, you know, Frost or, or Light Shade of Brown's attempt at mainstream, I think this song specifically is the first of its kind in of Chicano rap, you know, before uh, MBK or MB Riders, whatever you want to call them, uh, Brown Boy, uh, Baby Bash, Mr. Sancho. But uh, this this song portrays about a female in a very masculine way that doesn't sound childish or or high schoolish. It It's not all lovey dovey but just also a small fact i wanted to add about the song this song was dedicated to royal's wife who was still married to
1: hey man that's that, you know congratulations to his longevity man because i've been married uh, going on 13 years this year you know and i'm only 32 uh, so and props to you i think it's hard
0: to even stay married today <laughs> yeah right so <laughs> But what I also like about the song is uh, the order of his verses. It, it sounds like the stages of his love life. You know, verse mm. one, you know he's, he's getting at his lady, getting to know her. You know, trying to come uh, yeah. conquistarla pues. And uh, verse two, you know, you know, it's talking about the love and and the feelings he's getting for his girl. And you know, verse three, just you know, making adult moves. You know, you know, power moves with his lady. You know, settling down. You know, starting a family. And he did it in a in a non corny way. But before I give the mic to you dog. just my closing thoughts is you know I would like to send a message to the two time, two time junior middleweight champ and once very popular boxer in our culture from La Colonia of Fernando El Peros Vargas. He once sent in a documentary called Money Pound Respect with the following statement.
1: Mexicans fit a stereotype, you know Mexican rappers fit a stereotype as a, you know I'm in my low rider you know, bouncing up and down. And to me, that's whack. I'm Mexican and I'm proud to be Mexican. But at the same time, I want I want to hear music that, um, that's with passion, that's with, uh, you know, that talks about struggle, that talks about, you know, life type shit. Now, I'm
0: here to tell the former champ that Chicano Rap is here to prove him wrong. Here's a song that talks about passion, triumph, love, and cruising all in one in a funk way so before I give my if I want to give it a stamp or not I'm just gonna go ahead and just give the mic to you dog what are your
1: thoughts on this track man how do I match that um let me just add a few things and you hit the nail on the head on a lot of things I wanted to say um I, I think Royals pitch has blended really well with the beat and that's a very good compliment because he rides it naturally you know what I mean like it sounds like there's a a symbiotic relationship between his his rapping and the instrumental so i really like that um second you know i really like the soft bass and temple because it's crafted that signature synthesizer sound from uh bmf baby, 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 baby. and i like the i like this version better right the uh, original versus the 98 version that came out in Coast to Coast because that one, man, that one, they edited some things and made it a little bit of annoying um, high-pitched sound. So you can hear like a beeping, whining sound. It gets louder on the 98 version compared to this. That line you mentioned about, you know, how he ends that, uh, that rhyme with you know your every curve you deserve and observing your body while I'm cruising Highland, got me swerving. Right. The way that he structures that rhyme bro, he does this about eight times in the song. So I paid attention because I really liked the way that he was dropping it because it's very captivating it's not just like rhyming a b a b a b a b right so you're it, it's this guy's got internal rhyme structure and i'm not sure if he did that on purpose i'm assuming he did because he did it at least eight times you know so that that shows me that it was done with purpose and i really like the way he did it because you know another line you heard uh, on here was uh uh he goes the silly things that we did who made it happen got a crib and or, or uh, oh, a newborn a brand kid. New baby on the way, yeah,
0: something like yes. that. Yeah, like yeah. So that part was hard too.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, and then he says, uh, like, hit the spot in my drop, top sweet young thing. So it's like he, he rhymes it like three times, right? So instead of just having you know the the word rhyme twice. He does it the, the third time, and it adds an extra captivating effect. You know what I mean? It, it really it really pushes the song to a different envelope. So I really like that. I like this version again better than the '98 one because Biz's uh, vocals are really you know uh, mellowed out. Versus in the in the coast to coast version, man, when i griton. you know what I mean? Like he's just he's a little yeah. over the top. <laughs> So I like it when a song doesn't have a chorus per se. Sometimes the beat just rides along and I wish that, you know, the last 30 seconds of the song, it's just the the beat playing with a different um, with a di- different keyboard sound playing. And that synthesizer, dog, if they would have just put that as the the chorus, I would have been fucking happy. This song would have been 10 out of 10. Uh, but yeah, this shit gets the seal of approval, dog.
0: All right, same thing. You know you already knew my answer on
1: that one. Simon. What about uh, (laughs) what do you make of Vatos Cholos?
0: I think it's a VMF's best beat of the EP. Strong opening first verse from Royal. Paints a good picture of a homie living in the West Coast lifestyle in the 90s. Like I've said before, not a fan of the non-choruses, but exceptions are made when it's a sick ass beat. You know, has a little bit of everything that you, you know, that you and I would like: ninety yep. sound, bass, light sampling on the chorus, plus some old school DJ scratching. I like how Latino kicks off the second verse you know he's coordinating rhythm you know at two times at the beat starts in positive to then only continue his verse so the verse is tolerable at best but the wordplay is real childish and you know he has these singing undertones it's just not my kind of shot of tequila catch my grip <laughs> <laughs> yeah. maybe if I was a lot younger when I heard this my take on the song would be different but uh Royal's verses in BMF's production saved this song. So Royal finishes off strong. You know, I love how it utilizes Chicano slang in good light. Not making it sound corny or trying to hard, not trying too hard or overemphasize his you know, the accent. I hate the things trying to quit. So while I don't sleep unless
1: I'm dealing
0: with the hiding between the sheets, I hit the front, to the back, to the side, too. And I'm
1: like, as my g-funk don't
0: approved. what about you doc
1: um yeah so i i I agree with a few things um i i dig the instrumental definitely i mean that's probably the the most captivating thing about the song itself but uh you know i i think vmf has this tendency to overcrowd his instrumentals not to say that i don't like it but i could tell that there's a lot there's a whole lot going on you know what I mean? There's all types of samples. You hear like four or five different samples, then you hear the instrumental, the the synthesizer, and then you hear like um, you know a vocoder in the back. So I feel like there's a lot crammed in here, but I like it. You know what I mean? So the samples that I caught on here was Ice Cube's line from "Fuck the Police." You know where he goes? Got it bad because I'm brown. So I yeah. thought that was dope. I've always loved that part. And then the other part that you um, that you can catch here. So this is from lighter shade of brown from the song El Barrio and that's where you hear the part that goes Mexican fucking up the program from their uh, chorus, <laughs> which is funny good that they sample the first chorus. And then lastly you hear the uh Dr. Dre's Let Me Ride and you hear Kid Frost's um, line from La Rasa, right? The the title of the song here. I, I really like the the vocoder in the back because it's 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 hidden you know what i mean it's in the it's in the the layers of the track not necessarily overpowering the track like when you hear fucking uh mv writers you know the the vocoder is like overpowering the the sample and it, it or the the song itself and so i like how this one was really toned down um and i just i couldn't stand latino's freaking verse bro that guy sounds like his nuts <laughs> never dropped <laughs> So, you know, luckily Royals versus Save the Song, right? Because he does the first and the last. So, um, you know,
0: I like it. I dig it. I still bump it. Yeah. So Latino stayed on shriveled mode. It happens.
1: <laughs> Let me ask you, uh, you uh, track number two, does that get your seal of approval? Oh, most definitely, man. Slam the gavel Boom. Um, <laughs> but uh, moving on, dude, uh, for the 619, man. Oh,
0: man, I got a lot of... Uh, mixed feelings about this one uh to make it easier so i won't confuse anyone what i'm about to say i wish i can i wish i can mesh the ep's version and And Royalty's coast to coast version of the six or nine both in one if i were to have things my way okay You know, although he's repping the turf in our area code, you know, I don't like the E P versions of the chorus, man. Me neither. I've never, I've never been a big fan of, like, the live performances, you know, on CD. So, you know, he has, like, that pump up the crowd kind of uh, thing going on. And then it's on top of that on the studio version of the song. So I I, I definitely don't like that. I wish I can replace it with, you know, Royals' six on the... On, on the 619 version of coast to coast now that shit's just fucking fire but mm-hmm. it's which makes you want to add a fact you know uh, a little fun fact that i discovered is that the reason why the songs are similar but switched up for coast to coast because you know a source close to royal said that the beat and the chorus was changed on coast to coast do for reasons that at the time Zap and Roger just they started suing people left and right for the sampling of more bounce of the house <laughs> so they they had a change yeah. but I also wanted to add that you know how you didn't like the um the 98 version of Juicy thing on the coast to coast because you said it sounds really loud compared to the production of the beat yeah. I, I feel this song does the exact same thing so um personally yeah, I the song's not bad on the EP but I just wish they would switch the courses. There's just the opening line of the song though I'm not really too too big on it. you know it goes um, <laughs> no I'm the locust spotted from the airport. Talk shit they don't know I have my question so it's like a, I can see how some people can be turned off to Chicano rap at times, especially when they're not familiar with with Spanish yet alone the slang. <laughs> so I'm definitely turned off by the line Which just, it makes me realize the hypocrisy That Chicano rap has at times You know, uh, we have a lot of things that, that isolates us You know, one minute, you know Our, our people in, in the rap game say that rap Is just rap And, you know, why does it have to be Chicano rap And then I hear, I only make music For Chicanos, they're the only ones bumping my shit So that's how my Those are my closing thoughts on that song, man uh, I'm still iffy on the song. I wish the song doesn't exist that I want, which would be mixing up both versions. So uh, I'm gonna go ahead and pass the mic to you, dog.
1: See what you got to say about this. So with regards to this song, you know, I can I can see how this could be somebody's favorite track. You know, uh, <sighs> all because it samples more bounce of the ounce, right? It loops the the beat, and then you hear that funky bow coder from uh, from Roger that goes yeah 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 yeah. So, you know, that shit is dope, but that's probably one of my favorite uh, snippets from More Bounce to the Ounce, so kudos to Royal for for tapping in on that. But um, I'm not sure why this song is edited, right? So that first part where he starts off his chorus, you know, I think it scratches when he says that he's from the Este, so... I don't understand why that shit was um edited in that in that manner. Uh cuz it's not on the 98 version, right? On the coast to coast. Uh but that's a whole different story. Only Royal could explain that to us. Um what I don't like about the chorus is that we just hear Royal yelling. I'm from that You know what I mean? Like it it, it, it it's just him yelling in your ear. You know what I mean? So I, I think there there could have been more creativity to it. So I believe, you know, in, in a different discussion that we had, you had mentioned how uh, that, that same source that's close to Royal had told you that uh, he, he had some influence from that banging on wax song, right?
0: Oh, right. I forgot to add that. That's
1: yeah, true. yeah. So I, I can hear it. You know what I mean? I hear the the sample, I hear the pace of the song, and which makes me connected to another thing that circles back to the sample. So I I wish that he would have gone the same route that G Len, who is a member or was on that group of Bloods and Crips. He did a song called like I think it's called G Funk, but it samples more bounce to the ounce too. And then the the first like twenty seconds when the actual song starts, not the intro, but the actual song man dude it's really captivating and i'm gonna play it for the junkies to hear just so they can hear that you know what i wish royal would have sampled because if he would have sampled that snippet instead of doing his own fucking chorus bro this song would be a whole different fucking feeling you know what i mean (laughs) Overall, I mean, I still like this version better than than the coast-to-coast version, and, you know, that's not to say that I don't like uh, VMF being featured on the other one, it's just I'm a sucker for more bounce-of-the-ounce samples, you know what I mean? (laughs) You know what, I
0: I can't lie, I'm not too big on the the cadence
1: of uh, a VMF
0: versus on
1: coast-to-coast. I'm not, yeah, same here, you know what I mean? I, I think, you know, he's had better features, but... Either way, um, and then the other, um, circling back to what I mentioned about the cover, how, you know, Royal inspired me, this is the second thing right here. So our theme song for the G-Funk Junkies podcast is partly inspired by this track right here, and that part, uh, two parts of it, right? So the yeah ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah, ya yeah. ya yeah, yeah. That's number one. Number two is I wanted to incorporate Royals, uh, Royals line where he says the veteran straight up out of San Diego. I ended up taking uh, another uh, another San Diego rapper's line. Um, I took uh, L.A.Z. So it just, you know, it, it flowed better with the pace of the song, but Royo influenced me on that. So that's another shout out I wanna to give to him. So closing thoughts on the song. You know, um, I like it. I play it, I dig it, I give it my seal. What about you? Ah, uh, man, I'm really iffy. It's a it's a it's a situational seal. I just the, the <laughs> chorus really
0: disturbs it, man. The yeah. I wish it had the chorus from the from the coast to coast when I uh, it's very situational, man. But I'm, I'm really iffy, man. I might have to get back to you on that one.
1: Yeah. So for the fans listening, if you can edit the chorus out, and I, th- I believe there's like a 15 minute, I'm sorry, 15 second clip of the song where the instrumental just plays without any, any lyrics. If you guys can loop that into the, uh, into the song and edit it, you know the version we want to hear, I'm all ears, man. I'll even play it and I'll give you props and everything.
0: anyway, oh, <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Track number four, dog, the last one, pumps in the air. Tell Ooh. me what you think of this. All right.
0: Opening of the beat. There's no mistake that it's a Cypress Hill doppelganger clone <laughs> influence beat, right? You yeah. know. Royal adds his style to the song, so him on that, but it's obvious that he's also putting in B-reels, rhyme schemes, and patterns. Now, you'll pick it up if you listen to your fair share of Cypress Hill. I'm happy Royal did not attempt to do like the nasal high pitched tone that B <laughs> known for doing. Yeah. Um and this reminds me of you know the name of the song that our talent carnal that's probably one of the most underrated talents ever in hip hop, Cosmic. You said he did a song, right? And I forgot what it was called, but I have heard it. Guys, check that out. Tell us what you think. Don't shy and Um, uh, the source uh, that was close to Royal uh, that said that pretty much that he knew that Bobby, you know, from uh, DWTX from Lighter Shade of Brown was, he was around him a lot and he was bumping a lot of Cypress Hill so he saw that the style was catching on, that it was new, different and innovative, so Royal wanted to capitalize and experiment with the new style, you know, just how like out of tune and mumble rap uh, affected the hip hop world At one time So But My closing thoughts On the track In all honesty man Like the famous Doug C From the West Side Connection Skip shit connection Because I'd rather just listen To Cypress Hills man uh, hand on the pump Instead there, There's no need For me to listen To this song My yeah, bad Royal But You've done better
1: Okay So
0: um, I'ma I'm go ahead And pass the mic yeah you know they what wise.
1: <laughs> so wise words from the wise so when i first bought this ep or maxi single years ago this was a track i would skip and you know i, I, don't I skipped you. i skipped it more often than not uh but you know i i first wrote about this this maxi single for Khalifa rap so shout out to funk and all of them uh, Khalifa rap but, uh, you know, I, I wrote my, my thoughts on, on this little project and because I heard it so many times, it kind of grew on me. I, I like the sample, right? So the chorus, I really think that's missing in hip hop is just, you know, instead of actually singing or rapping a chorus or something, I think incorporating a portion of another song and mixing it in, you know, with, with scratching and DJing and shit, I think that's, that's really missing in hip hop. So kudos to Royal for doing that shit. But yeah, you can definitely tell that he borrows heavily from Cypress Hill's style of rapping, right? I mean, not necessarily the the nasal form. Uh, I'm sorry, not the, the nasal delivery that, that B Real does, but just the way that it comes off, right? The energy that, that it emanates. Um, but, you know, that's not the first time that I've heard Chicanos being or drawing influence from... From Cypress Hill, you know, there's a few songs that I can name off the top of my head. Number one, uh, Brown Pride's uh, Got Him on the Run has a sample directly from uh, Cypress Hill. Uh, Kid Frost, King of the Hill, you know, that was actually a diss song. But, you know number one he attempts the same type of beat royal song here and that song by brown pride they don't try to make a mockery of um be real style of rapping or or the cypress hill style of, of instrumentals they actually try to emulate it but uh kid frost was trying to clown that type of beat you know what i mean and then he was right. you know jocking um style of, of rapping too Then on the mainstream, we actually had West Side Connections, uh, same titled song, King of the Hill, where they were trying to copy, you know, trying to trying to mock a, um, a Cypress Hill style of beat, right? You know how it was? Yeah, exactly. You could definitely tell that even, even Ice Cube has had other songs that, you know, borrow heavily from Cypress Hill, like the song Wicked, you know what I mean? Um, he definitely was picking up on their style and shit. But, you know, in in summary, uh, I I can, I can stand the song, you know what I mean? It's not my favorite, but I can stand it. And yeah, you know, he's made better songs, but it's this, this Maxi single is still full of quality, so I can play it. So... Now that we've wound it down the project here, I think that this was well worth the $5 that I spent on this. So I bought this directly from Royal a number of years ago uh, or from his website. You know, it's got no fillers, no junk, no bullshit. And after listening to this maxi single, you know, time and time again,
0: I got a question.
1: Is there more tracks that were unreleased that were meant to be on this album? And that was a nagging sensation I had and that was answered this year or last I forgot when uh, Royal did the interview with um, with uh, uh, Gangster Chronicles yeah no no Gangster Chronicles Uh, you know that's when he said that he was holding off on all that music so I want to hear it (laughs) so Royal fucking dropped it already damn it but you know what other thing I wanted to mention dude is for being something that dropped in 1993 this shit was way ahead of its uh of its time compared to the te- uh, contemporary music of his peers you know what i mean like for for people that were dropping music in 1993 right so if you listen to um who was out in 93 proper those kid frost lighter shade of brown their shit didn't sound anything like this bro this was way ahead like if you listen to this album you would think that it's at least 1996 maybe 95 you know what i mean good observation good observation yeah because not even night Owls. uh you know, first album sounds like anything like this. Maybe um, one or two tracks, but nothing as cohesive as as the sound sounds here. You know what I mean? Gotcha, gotcha. No, I'm, I'm glad that I own this.
0: You know, I wanted to own it. So, like I said, it's EP, an EP out of a dude from San Diego. You know what I mean? So, and it's kind of it It's pretty good, you know. I, I would still buy it, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: No, definitely, dude. I think this was a good a good prelude to Coast to Coast, you know what I mean? Like a, a good project leading up to a bigger project. So I, I think Royal should have really stuck to the script and continue dropping music like this. You know, I, I wasn't too thrilled about the direction he took his label and his artists and everything in for, you know, the, the turn of the century. But, you know, if he would have continued on this path, I, I would definitely think that people would hold them in higher regard. Yeah, right. I
0: think definitely um, Royal's early works definitely go underrated, but Mm -hmm. he had to change the direction once he decided to be in the operation and just look out for everybody else in the record label and do his own thing. It kind of took away from his his, uh, creativity and his solo career music, but hey, it, it, it is what it
1: is. Like I said, he's a big contributor to our... One of the pioneers, so nah, most definitely, most definitely. So, G Funk
0: junkies and junk gets, man, our time is coming to an end. We wanted to say, you know, thank you for listening. We want to go ahead and just give you guys a good message uh, protect street vendors. It's sad that these things are still happening.
1: Yeah, I want to add, you know, be the voice that the street vendors don't have, be their support. Be their pillar, be their rock. And uh, we want to give a few shout outs. uh we want to give a shout out to ALR and GPA for always showing love. Um, you know, they, again, they inspired us to do this podcast, and um, we really wouldn't be pushing this material out if it wasn't for their encouragement. So, shout out to them for all the love they, they've shown. Shout out to all the listeners and anyone else that's supporting the podcast. And with that, like I always say, just, just chill. chill to the next episode boom